and welcome to Sip and Bitch, a podcast about booze, culture, and friendship served neat. I'm Kath. I'm Renee. And I'm Diane. It's been a while since we've recorded an episode. People have been traveling around the world. People have been writing. People have been working. People have been sleeping all Saturday. And since the holiday season is right around the corner, we thought we'd get together and talk about some of our favorite holiday things. So grab a drink of your choice and turn up the volume. We're back and we'll be right back with some drinks of our own. And we're back. So, Kath, what are we drinking? We are drinking uh, Freshenay Carta Nevada Cava, which, if you recall from one of our earlier episodes, Cava is basically Spanish sparkling white wine made using the same techniques as they use to make champagne. But since Cava is made in Spain, not champagne, you can't call it Spanish champagne. It's Cava. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've never been clear on whether or not this was Freshenet or Freshenay, even, or Carta Nevada. Uh, my mom started drinking this, like, in 1991? No, 1981. Is this, like, after you start with, and you start and regret Baby Duck? Oh, yeah, I think they had regretted Baby Duck by the, by the mid-70s. <laughs> they were like, oh, what were we thinking? <laughs> that was also the point at which they realized there was life after Hungarian white wine. Um, but... My mom's friend Jim used to bring this to the house Monday nights and they would watch Brideshead Revisited together and share a bottle of sparkling wine. And so this this particular vintage has just been in my house, my my parents' house, my entire life. And I associate it with the holiday season and celebration and anytime I want to drink a glass of sparkling wine with friends like tonight. Cheers. Cheers. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright colored petals on warm warm woolen mittens. What? (laughs) Okay. These are a few of my favorite things. Uh, No, this is not, I am not going to sing from the sound of music, although I want you to know I could. Wow, what? Like dancing around in a dress you made from drapes? Like, what's happening? I do not have drapes in my apartment. Do not touch my drapes. I have one Roman shade, and I don't think there's enough fabric for a bath towel, let alone a whole wardrobe. A bikini? It's made from a very coarsely woven broadcloth. I think it would chafe. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sippin' Bitch. We're back. We're still not serious, and the holidays are coming. And we're here tonight to discuss some of our favorite things. No, we're not going to be convincing you to buy anything. I might be encouraging you to go see a couple of movies, though. But this is what passes for a holiday episode on Sip and Bitch, where we're just going to drink our nice sparkling wine and talk about some of the things that we look forward to or some of the things we use to deal with the holiday season. Well, my favorite thing currently... It's not raging at the internet. Like, seriously. So, after my vacation, I decided to bring back the bowl of fucks with a finite amount of fucks. I think currently there's, like, 15. 15 fucks. 15 fucks. 15 fucks to give. 15 fucks to give. Very specific number. I can can visualize 15 items in my head. Okay? It's a nice wooden bowl, hand-carved. There's 15 fucks in there. Because... 
2018 garbage fire. I was really, really tired of, I think I could actually feel my blood pressure rise every time I hopped on social media. Mm -hmm. I get a little tension around sort of the back of the head. And I'm like, no, I am not going to let social media drive me into a stroke. So I've decided my current favorite thing is to look at the bowl of fucks, decide if I want to give one and use it on something. But instead, what I've started doing is I donate to a cause that counters the thing that is that could possibly irritate me. I write a letter or I ignore it. That is my current favorite thing. Also, my hair. My hair is at the perfect <laughs> length right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. My hair is at the perfect length right now. I am really enjoying my hair. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite a review, please. I'm not, I'm not quite sure to, how to move on from the combination of advocacy, donations, activism, and my hair is just the right length. You can look good and be an advocate at the same time, I'm just saying. So what is your favorite cause to donate to right now? Currently donating to the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not always 100% down with the leadership of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, but I am Canadian and I'm very fond of civil liberties. I'm very, very fond of civil liberties. And and when I'm not doing that, I am writing emails to various uh, PC MPPs. Telling them that what that their decisions are hurting the people that they're supposedly for. <laughs> That's what I'm currently doing. So, you know, little writing group, multiple emails, all those fine things. But you know. Diane, how about you? Well, um, so I guess my favorite thing right now might be the inevitable slowdown that's coming at work. Not the actual work, because in my job that work never stops. Um, it's that period between mid-December and January where people are getting ready for holidays and their inevitable time off, which means people get fewer fucks because they're so goddamn tired. And if I'm being frank, so am I. Because 2008 apparently has lasted 200 years and I'm feeling really <laughs> weary. Like the other day, okay, I'll just read this tweet for you. The other day from this um, user called Primasaurus. I thought this is excellent. They said, I just read something like, hey, You know how long 2018 has been? We had an Olympics this year and everybody forgot about it. And I just stared off into the distance like, and I was like, I feel seen. I feel very seen right now. I saw that. I think you had retweeted it or you posted it. And I literally had a moment of going, wait, did we have an Olympics this year? Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad it's been. Everybody forgot we had an Olympics Olympics. nine months ago. I had the Olympics confused with, with like the Pan Am games and they were in 2015. No, I, I genuinely, when I saw, when I, I think you had, when did you post that? I think it was like three or four days ago. Yeah, you posted that. And I, I, I also stared into space and I'm like, where, 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 where were the Olympic Games? Where was I? No, no, no. A were genuine they? question. Where were they? Were they in South Korea? They were in, yeah, they were in South Korea. They were in the place, not Pyongyang, which is in North Korea. Pyongyang, right? Yeah. I remember nothing. I feel like I've aged like 50 years in the last like nine months. I just feel so weary and tired and I just want to just like walk away. You look amazing. Thanks. You think if I, I would look even better if I just like walked away from life and just spent the rest of my life in a cave somewhere? Would it be a really nice cave? I'd make it work. Where would, where would this cave be? I don't know. I didn't think that far. I honestly didn't think this that is, far. This is very platonic of you like you, you know this idea that you need to retreat to the cave away from society to experience 
life and nature and reality and 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 let me tell you something. So I've been watching Outlander and <laughs> I mean, I don't watch it because I think it's a fine work of cinematic genius. I just watch it cuz it's Sunday and I got home on time and I wanted something to unwind with and I like the show. You you follow hashtag Kilt Daddy, don't you? I do not, but I will start. <laughs> Anyhow, so like I I was watching the episode last night. I was thinking they're like trying to make a life in like the late 18th century in like the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, which is actually Scotland. And I, at certain points I thought, wouldn't that be nice? Just live in the woods away from everyone. No. You know why you wouldn't do it? Because I would die. Well, sanitation. Well, sanitation. Yeah, right? And the indigenous peoples would just chop me down. And that's fine because I know I'm intruding and all that stuff. That's another story. But mm. I no, I just, I was just like, you know what? Fuck sanitation. I'll just dig a hole in the ground and just be done with it and just stay away from people. There's apparently a really fabulous cave in Vietnam, which is the largest cave they've ever discovered. It has its own ecosystem. Does it have bats? Because I don't want bats. No, there's no bats. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I saw bats. Caves are generally bat country. I know caves are bat country, and I know you have to drive through it really, really fast. But I'm just saying, if you're gonna if you're gonna live in a cave, you know, you know, good height, some areas where they have light, you know, some stalagmites and stalactites to chill on. You know what else happened in 2018 that apparently Diane has forgotten about? What? We lost an entire team of young of youth soccer players in a cave in Thailand. I thought about that immediately when you said Vietnam. I'm like, are you sure though? In Vietnam? Because I know it was Thailand, but still, flooding? No. Lovely giant cave in Vietnam. Soccer team lost in Thailand. I know they're two different countries. So do I. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that, that you know, I, I thought that, that demonstrated that there were significant drawbacks to going and living in a cave. I would like my cave to be above the waterline, and I would like it to have a hot spring. Note, I did not say where I wanted the cave, because I didn't think that far ahead. I'm just reiterating. So metaphorical cave. Yeah. The platonic cave. Diane's going to go into the cave, and she's going to build a fire, and she's going to watch the shadows against the wall, because by watching the shadows against the wall, (laughs) you apprehend the reality of the forms in the mind. We thank you for attending your TED Talk. wasn't my TED Talk. That was first year philosophy at King's College University. You're assuming everybody took the same class, because I assure you, I did not. That is literally a TED Talk on YouTube, by Uh, the way. Yeah. I've seen that. (laughs) I also did first year philosophy, but I also saw that on a TED Talk on on YouTube. So as soon as you busted out the people who have been chained in a cave, and they face a wall, and there's a fire behind them, and this is the only reality that they know. They're not chained in the No, they are chained in the cave. Well, I don't know Plato leave. saying they chain. No, they, they can't leave the chain game. people. In the game. That no, that's that's BDSM. That's like you are wandering so far away from the subject right now. All right, okay. Actually, good timing. I think uh, we should take a break because my wine is done. All right, so we'll open another bottle and we'll be right back. Muma, muma, would you like to join your sonny? And we're back. So I checked the internet. Turns out people were chained inside the cave. Renee was right. I'm sorry. The 2018 Winter Olympics were held in Pyeongchang, South Korea, and the Team Canada won 29 medals, the most ever at a Winter Olympics, or possibly any Olympics. And, oh my God, have you seen Melania's Christmas trees? Yes, and my eyes haven't stopped bleeding. Christmas by 
Highway of the Shining. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I followed this account, Limericking, which to me is like maybe my third source of news if I want to find out what's happening because I make limericks about it. I think they're, I don't know if they're based in Canada, but they tend to like do a few Canadian references. So this is what I came across this afternoon. Melania came to install her Christmas trees late in the fall. Deep crimson like flesh, ground coarsely and fresh. They loom in a white barren hall. And then there's a story, then there's the picture. And then I was scrolling down and somebody said, Handmaid's Tale. And then somebody promptly photoshopped Handmaid's bonnets on all the trees. I'm looking at it right now. Which is the best thing I have seen on They're just really tall handmaids. I mean, okay, just when you think... It could not get any worse. Because remember last year, her first Christmas in the in the U.S. White House, it was white and gray. It was like creepy zombie Nutcracker. I mean, I feel like her trees are a metaphor, basically, for Game of Thrones. And I've never seen Game of Thrones. Like last year was Winter is Coming, and this year it's the Red Wedding. Oh. <laughs> Am I false? You are not. You are Who's not getting killed. Think about the any number of people. American democracy, Ivanka. Oh no 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 no! We're not talking actual murder in the White House. In the White, if you look at the White House, if maybe. you look if you look at people who have been terminated, because <laughs> Jeff Sessions was the last one. What's her name? National Security Blonde. Yeah, I don't know her name, but yeah, I know who you. Know. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's getting terminated if she hasn't been already. We'll 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 put a picture of these trees on on the Sippin' Bitch Facebook page. Do we want to make our listeners' eyes bleed though? Well, I I am a little concerned. Like this is how the ring starts. I mean, who what color are they going to be next year? But blue, red, white, I white, guess. red, blue. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh guys, 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 have you seen them photoshopped into the Muppets? No. I guess that's farther down the thread. The the. What? It's true. It's true. Let's circle back to something a little bit more pleasant, less terrifying, and eye bleeding inducing. So, Kath, apart from your desire for you know dresses made of drapes, although I will say, young Christopher Plummer, one of the best things we've ever exported. Thumbs up for life. One of the best things. Have a chance to Google the behind the scenes pictures. Exactly. He's a bit of a bad boy, I guess. Oh. You know. Ex- exporting our Canadian men since the 1960s? 50s? Evers. Evers. P.S. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite things? Well, you know, I do like my family. I would hope so. They're pretty okay at the holidays. Uh, but my favorite thing about Christmas is movies. I love the end of year movies so much. And I am kind of bummed this is the first year in three years that we haven't had a December Star Wars. And considering that it had been 15 years or something since the last time we got a Star Wars at all, the fact that I am I am sad that I have to wait a whole nother year for my next Star Wars movie feels a little spoiled, but I kind of had gotten used to that. December hit of the force. Um, but I always loved the December movies because that was when they rolled out the Oscar films and the Oscar films were big and loud and dramatic. This year has a really kind of subdued cast of films. Like, I feel like there's nothing really awesome coming out. Like, nothing... Like, there's not a Spielberg film. There's not a... 
You know, no one's going to end World War II. But no one's been enslaved yet this year. I mean, you know, on screen. I, I do have a list of movies that, I, that I'm going to be checking out over the next uh, five weeks. Uh, Widows, directed by Steve McQueen, starring Viola Davis and Michelle Rodriguez and Cynthia Revo, who I'm really excited to see on screen. I think she's a Broadway star, but I don't know anything I about know. That's all well, I know about I've her. seen Cynthia Revo do uh, numbers from The Color Purple, yeah. uh, for which she won a Tony. And I've seen her when they broadcast, did, performed at the Tony Awards, and when they, she performed on a number of late night and daytime shows, and she was fantastic. So I'm really excited to see her on film. I'm really excited to see Steve McQueen move into a more plot-driven genre like an action film slash heist film because I was I thought I think we talked about 12 Years a Slave on this podcast before I'm not sure um but I thought it was <laughs> Renee just looked at it was like bitch please seriously you don't remember <laughs> it's been a long time and I talk a lot uh I thought it was beautifully filmed and I thought he did create really intense scenes but I thought he had a problem like creating that arching narrative so I'm really I'm excited excited maybe the wrong word I'm interested to see what happens when he works from a very plot driven place Mm -hmm. Um, and then from the sublime to the ridiculous I want to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet that actually looks good I I I saw the first one it was cute everybody likes Wreck-It Ralph so I'm sure people won't be disappointed with Ralph Wreck-It Ralph was a complete surprise to me when I saw it I like movies like those it was kind of adorable it was kind of adorable but also it contained one of the sharpest deconstructions of (laughs) of the strong female character trope Mm. in action movies I've ever seen and it's just a thing it throws out as an added candy cane in the middle of this movie while also really um Re, not rewriting, but sort of exposing the cliches in a lot of Disney movies. So it was really smart and really funny, and I ended up loving it. And it was a complete surprise. So I'm interested in seeing what the sequel's like. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go see Creed 2. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because Adonis, Adonis Creed is my boy. I'm torn. I'm torn between Adonis Creed and Drago. Have you seen young Drago? Shit. I have not. Shit. Really? Look that guy up. I will look him up. I mean, <laughs> I have lusted after Dolph Lundgren for a number of years. He's not? Not he's as Drago. Yeah. I mean, as Drago, he was just kind of awful. But Dolph Lundgren, who was a six foot five black belt in karate and with was... a Fulbright scholarship yeah. in chemistry, who lived with Grace Jones for like eight years. I'm sorry, what? I didn't know any of this. I'm today years old. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't he know any of this shit. Very smart. Didn't know this. I just... I... Very, very smart. And then he met Grace Jones. Dolph Lundgren has lived wow. a life. He met Grace Jones and was her bodyguard and then her lover and then got what? into Hollywood and left and, and gave up his Fulbright scholarship. Oh, yeah. For Grace Jones? Or just in general? I think for the movies, but... Okay, fine. If it's for the movies, it's one thing about Grace Jones. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. He's not stupid. She's magical if that was the case. She's not that Wait, Grace Jones. Before I knew anything about Grace Jones' music, I knew that Grace Jones had fine taste in men. Mm Mm-hmm. 
She's magical. Oh, yeah. He's not stupid. And I think he's, like, done really well with his investments. I guess. I mean, I just saw him recently. He did, like, a shoot with the guy who plays his son in the Creed 2 movies for Men's Health magazine. So they had this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But if I knew all that stuff about him, yo. I knew knew he had a scholarship. I couldn't remember which one. But, yeah, it was definitely the Fulbright scholarship. I I have been lusting after after Dolph Lundgren since the mid-'80s. Yeah, okay. I went and saw I went and saw the the He-Man movie. Oh wait, I forgot there was a He-Man movie. Well, many, many people have. (laughs) Mostly the people who saw it, because God, no one should have to suffer with that memory for their entire life. I think I saw that one night on late night television. Very late night television. Also, for those of you who know, Frank Langella was totally sexy as Skeletor. I don't care what the studio (laughs) said. Okay. Louise, back on track here. <laughs> we're just gonna like veer this. We're gonna veer, we're veering this right into a break because I need to wrap my head around that, and there is not enough sparkling Spanish wine in the world for that thought. We'll be right back. And we're back. So before. Before we got distracted uh, showing each other Twitter photos of the characters from Queen 2, uh, just check them all out on Twitter or Instagram. They're all hot as hell. Uh, I did have two more movies I wanted to plug. One is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales makes it to the big screen. Miles Morales mm-hmm. is my Spider-Man. Yay, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And If Beale Street Could Talk. I saw that at TIFF. I loved it. And it's Barry Jenkins' uh, follow-up to Moonlight, although the two movies aren't related. I am super excited for anything Barry Jenkins does. Moonlight was amazing. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, check Netflix, check your iTunes, check your streaming video wherever there are, and definitely check out If Beale Street Could Talk when it opens because not only is Barry Jenkins a talented, amazing filmmaker, but the male lead of If Beale Street Could Talk is Scarborough's Stephen James. Big ups. Yeah, yeah, up the 416 and the 647 and the 437. And also, I'd just like to say again, this is a well-lit movie. The colors are rich, the people are chocolate, and that's how I like my movies. (laughs) I do love me a well-lit Barry Jenkins movie. Mm. So good. And on that note, Renee, any final thoughts as we approach the holiday season? Just one. Um, I am very, very grateful for all the lovely events from friends and family. I've got quite a few happening. And then I head to my family and it's lovely and it's a nice way to greet the season. And that warm feeling lasts until January 6th. Talk to me after that. (laughs) Diane, what about you? Well, it's going to be a weird Christmas for me, I think, especially for my mom, because... Uh, I had an uncle recently pass away, so she's got to deal with a funeral before dealing with Christmas, and I'm sure she'll be in no mood for Christmas. So I'm hoping that I can somehow help her with that and and make it a little less difficult. Um, But I'm just happy that this year is almost over, to be honest. I feel like this every year. I'm sure a lot of people feel like this every year, but I'm just kind of happy and waiting for that quiet period in between this year and the next where I kind of like burrow into my apartment and like maybe crochet or just watch Netflix and never leave my apartment. Yeah, we've had a we've had a fairly cold November in Toronto and it already feels like February. I, I definitely feel like I have my February urge to hibernate and it is We are not even out of November as we record this. I am 
definitely grateful for my good friends, Renee and Diane, who continue to do this silliness with me on a semi-regular basis. And all my friends and family out there listening, all of our listeners, you're awesome. And I'm thankful for, you know, I still have mostly good health and parties are normally fun once I get there. Oh, yes. Parties are awesome. True. Come on. It's all about wearing sparkles and sequins. I feel I, like half. Like once I'm there, I'm fine, but getting there is just... I like bitch and I moan and I always remember what my mom said to me is, you'll have fun when you get there. And I always said, no, I won't. But I almost always did. I am totally wearing and sparkly pants. <laughs> I bought a red velvet t-shirt to wear at Christmas this yes. year, so... I'm totally going to bring sparkly pants and change at your party. Not a party, it's dinner. <laughs> I'm also thankful for friends and family. I know that I didn't say that originally, but I am. It just goes without saying. Exactly. It. And we're even thankful for them when they're work. Because your friends and your family are the only people that will also do work for you. Yeah. True. So, from our family here to your family there, uh, we probably won't do this again before the new year, but we look forward to talking to you all in 2019. Absolutely. Sorry, I had to swallow that sip of sparkling. It'll be awesome. So, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. I'm Kath. And I'm Renee. And I'm Diane, and that wraps up this episode of Sippin' Bitch. You can find us on Twitter at sip underscore bitch. Or on Facebook by typing at pour a glass of wine into the search bar. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, If you do like us, please leave us a review. It does help us immensely. And uh, I think that's it. Remember, drink the wine. Don't pour it in your search bar. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.